Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day that you're in. I appreciate y'all giving me a little bit of your time, and for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and have stuck with me over this last year, I hope that y'all are getting at least a little something out of it. I hope that our country is getting a little something out of it, for that matter, and I appreciate you sticking around and sharing, continuing to share the podcast and to help it grow. So, thank you. I always feel like I need to tell y'all that because I know you have other things that you could be doing and I'm very appreciative that y'all are here with me for a few minutes. We're going to take one of our little walks. Looks like we might have some rain coming in today. It's kind of windy, so hopefully it's not so windy that you can't hear me. I know we did one of those a while back and it was pretty rough, but we'll see. The puppy dogs are out on patrol somewhere, have no birds, no wife or children yet, so just us, y'all can hear the background music, so we'll get going. I, I, I really, this happens often, more often than I probably would like to admit, I don't really know how to start other than just to jump into this today, today's topic on the podcast, folks. But it's definitely one that is not enjoyable. Uh, but we're going to take a moment. We're going to take today's podcast and we're going to talk about Uvalde. If you're not, for some reason, I can't imagine. But if you're not familiar with that, there was a school shooting last week in Uvalde and lost a number of young children. The shooter, and then, if I remember correctly, maybe an adult or two. I was looking at the timeline last night, but I didn't see, didn't see the numbers laid out. So, but at any rate, uh, basically a young man went into an elementary school and, or young age group and killed a bunch of kids. I believe the kid was the shooter with 18 years old, give or take. And there's all sorts of details, folks. Uh, oh, here's one puppy dog. Yes, out of the woods and very excited. I'm sure found something wonderfully useful. So you can look up all the details. Uh, and, and I'm sure we'll get more and more information over this week because the nation has turned to it. And you're going to hear all sorts of things in the news. You're going to hear people talking about this is why we need stricter gun laws. We need gun control. All of this could have been avoided. Uh, you're going to have a few people talk about we need more Law enforcement officers in our school, I've heard calls immediately. We have to have an armed guard at every single entrance of every single school across the nation. 
you're going to hear everything from some probably somewhat useful ideas to, to the absurd. I mean, that one that I just mentioned, I saw come across. Now, you can make the argument we're sending all this, these billions and billions of dollars, just like we do every year overseas. We could take that money and probably do this or the welfare internally. Even before that, we could quit giving all this money to people that don't work. And we could use it to pay for guards at our schools for our children. Uh, but if you know anything about schools, the idea of posting an armed guard, every, an armed guard at every single entrance is mind boggling, probably absurd. Because these schools weren't built to be prisons, folks. They were built to be schools. If, if you know anything about, even remotely about tactics or the ability of defending a place like that, trying to defend the vast, vast majority of schools against an attack is a Herculean task, to say the least. Pretty much, basically, an impossibility unless you completely change the school and turn it into, for all practical purposes, a prison. You know, you, you completely limit the entrances and exits down to one, maybe two. Uh, you know, so you have a couple avenues. Uh, you're going to have to completely change the windows, the outlay of the building, most buildings. Uh, it's The cost is mind-boggling. The actions itself are mind-boggling. So, but you're going to hear all sorts of stuff. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, there are, without a doubt, folks, and we talk about each of these things multiple times on this podcast in different ways, but if you really, really want to get down to why this is happening, and how we stop it, which I, I got to say, even even the really conservative commentators that I really enjoy, I just don't hear many of them talking about this. I don't know if it's because they don't have any real experience inside a school or a classroom. I don't know what the reason is. But there's basically, and you could elaborate on these, we do here, but there's basically three things, three reasons that that this is going on and it's the same in in our classrooms and it's the same reason why our nation is failing it's not guns folks guns have been around for a long long time uh, they're just point of fact they're an inanimate object they can't do anything without a person picking them up much like a fork or a knife or a spoon they just sit there uh, the availability of guns, they've been available for a long time. I'm not going to go down that road. You can hear a bunch of people, they're going to do a better job defending it than I would in a short period of time. The very first thing is we have rejected God as a nation, in our families, in our public institutions, primarily in this case, education, we've kicked him out, said, you're not welcome here. And and we're going to do a podcast on this pretty soon again. I do one of these every once in a while, but you want to talk about, some of y'all are sitting there thinking, well, we haven't kicked him out of our family. Okay, well, take a look at how much time you spend on your phone, watching TV, uh, watching sports, 
and then take a look at how much time you spend talking to your children about God and actually living that out each day in your life. And, and just see, some of y'all may like the balance sheet at the end of that analysis, but I'm betting most of y'all, like me, are going to look at it and find it very wanting. Kicking God out of our lives doesn't just mean like we make a, a purposeful rejection as we have in the country, as we have in education. Sometimes it's simply just omission. So that's the first thing. The wind's picking up here a little bit, so hopefully we'll see if I can walk around this corner here and maybe tone down the noise some. The second thing, 100%, if you have any teachers that you trust, any administrators, counselors that work at a school, talk to them. If they are honest and know what they're talking about, they will back this up. Absolutely. And that is marriages, broken marriages, broken families, right? 99% of the issues in public education today, as far as discipline go, go back to that. The kids go home to a broken family. That's just the bottom line. There's really nothing else to say about it. And then the last one is the indoctrination of our children into the core, just evil and godless values of the left. If you haven't been around this podcast much, uh, I'll run through them real quick. You know, rejection of God again, uh, abortion, murdering children, LGBTQ relationships, feminism, promoting sex and marriage that's completely deviant and immoral, uh, critical race theory <clears throat> promoted in our schools, revisionist history, rejection of our heritage and our ties to God as a nation, flooding the country with criminals and terrorists via illegal immigration, socialism and communism pushed again via education. All of these things, folks, these core values of the left, the hypocrisy via the 504 accommodations in certain states, whatever you want to call them, uh, they're different for each state. Uh, you know, where you, you give certain students certain advantages, but you don't give other students the same. And then, but then you grade them on the same scale. They're in the same GPA, you know, put them in the same class ranking, even though some students got extra time or, or the test read to them or the questions modified, whatever. Anyway, all of these things, folks, that's the third thing. So rejection of God, broken families, and then these totally godless and immoral values of the left that have been pushed in education for decades now. Right. And so I pulled up quite a few quotes that our founders talked about, particularly the need for God and education. And I, there's no way I'm going to get through all of them. So we'll just see how many we can get through. But I'm going to start with Noah Webster. We've talked about him before and we'll come back and do a podcast on this again, folks. Um, and, but 
the shooting in Uvalde, every time, any shooting, pick one. This is why. This is the main reason. It all ties back to God. Our founders knew this, and they talk about it. Benjamin Rush talked about it. So many others. Noah Webster that we're going to talk about here in just a second. One of the quotes I pulled was Samuel John or William Johnson, who was president of Columbia University, King's College. There, there's a number of these, but I'm going to, as I said, I'm going to start with Noah Webster. If you're not real familiar with him, he's been called the father of American scholarship and education. Uh, you're familiar at least with Webster's Dictionary, probably. And if you don't know this, he learned 26 languages in order to work on that dictionary. And this was the original definition. This is coming out of the Patriots Bible. If you don't have a copy of this, folks, I cannot highly recommend it enough. A wonderful resource for you, uh, for your kids, your family. Uh, this definitely ought to be taught in every school in the country. And there should be one of these books as a textbook in every single classroom in the country, regardless of subject matter. The bringing up of a child Instruction, formation of manners. This is the definition of education. Sorry, let me go back. The bringing up as of a child, instruction, formation of manners. Education comprehends all that series of instruction and discipline, which is intended to enlighten the understanding, correct the temper, and form the manners and habits of youth, and fit them for usefulness in their future stations. To give children a good education in manners, arts, and science is important. To give them a religious education is indispensable, and an immense responsibility rests on parents and guardians who neglect these duties. So, you know, the biggest problem, you look at that shooting in Uvalde, uh, huge problem that we don't have God in schools, but the bigger problem is that we don't have God in our families. The primary responsibility for the education of our children lies not with the state-run schools and institution or private or even homeschool co-ops. It lies with us, the parents, parents of children. And, and we, as a nation, we've tried to completely pawn this off on the state because we don't want to take responsibility for it. That's you go back into the feminism, you go to the fact that we've decided that we're a two working income society where both the husband and the wife have to work outside of the home. So we abandon the kids to school. I mean, good Lord, you have the kid, you've got them for six weeks, and then you drop them off at six weeks old. This is just mind-boggling to me. At six weeks old, we go ahead and give that kid to somebody else to raise. Because if somebody else is seeing our kids eight, nine, ten hours a day, right, and we're seeing them maybe for an hour in the morning and maybe again for an hour or two in the afternoon, which is being pretty generous, folks, if you're talking about really spending time with the kid, who's raising them? Not us, not the parent. We're, we're, we're paying, we're having these kids and then we're paying either through daycare at the very beginning or public education, other people to raise them because we've made the school year so long, the school day so long, or the fact that you're going to work all year long and the kids in daycare all year long from the age of six weeks. So we've pawned off this responsibility that Webster defined back toward the beginning of our country. Pretty bright guy, by the way. 26 languages, that's a phenomenal feat, Just and that's just one of his talents, right? But we've pawned off this responsibility on somebody else. And then we, we don't understand why our kids don't act the way that we think they should. Well, we're not raising them. 
This is just a little excerpt out of Patriot's Bible. Webster believed a well-educated citizenry was essential to the preservation of freedom. Information is fatal to despotism, he wrote, and part of his life was spent in the writing and publishing of textbooks to be used in local schools and in homes that would convey the rudiments of spelling and grammar as well as both provide as provide both moral formation and civic education. Webster wrote, an attempt to conduct the affairs of a free government with wisdom and impartiality and to preserve the just rights of all classes of citizens without the guidance of divine precepts, God, will certainly end in disappointment. God is the supreme moral governor of the world. He has made and he himself governs with perfect rectitude. He requires his rational creatures to govern themselves in like manner. If men will not submit to be controlled by his laws, he will punish them by the evils resulting from their own disobedience. Any system of education, therefore, which limits instruction to the arts and sciences and rejects the aids of religion in forming the characters of citizens is essentially defective. In my view, the Christian religion is the most important and one of the first things in which all children under a free government ought to be instructed. No truth is more evident to my mind than that the Christian religion must be the basis of any government intended to secure the rights and privileges of a free people. First off, obviously the last paragraph kind of clarifies this, but all of his references in the first couple paragraphs I read are to God the Father and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. That's who he's talking about. He's not talking about Islam. He's not talking about Buddhism or Hinduism or anything else, folks. Our, our country was based as a Christian republic. We hammer this point home often. Our founders knew it. You can see here yet again as another reference. Uh, we're not talking about atheism or Mother Nature or anything else. If you want America to succeed, to be successful as, as a republic, you have to have a people to follow the teachings of Christ. No, you don't have to be a Christian. Uh, if you choose to reject Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but if you're going to live here and you want this country to function as a free society, a free republic with liberty and freedom, have to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ. And, and we've got to start that with our kids. I, I mean, a couple things here. If you, if you limit the instruction, he said, to arts and sciences and reject the aids of religion in forming the characters of citizens, it's defective education. We've been defective for a long time. This goes back to the separation of church and state argument that we talk about so often here that was completely false, uh, completely either ignorant or immoral, whichever one you want to take. This is why we have Uvalde. This is why we have so many, you know, pick whatever school you want over the last 10 years where there's been a shooting. It's not, it's not guns, folks. That's the most absurd argument. That's like a car getting up and driving itself or causing a wreck. And you say, oh, well, it's cars. We better take away all cars. I mean, it's just nonsensical. It doesn't even, it's, it's, it, it defies logic. It's, it's people. You have a drunk driver that goes out and kills somebody. You don't blame the car. You don't go to Ford and say, well, you shouldn't have made this car. You go to the drunk driver and say you were drunk and you poorly operated this machine, this inanimate object that's inanimate without you, and you killed somebody. And there's a price. Well, 
It's the same way. This kid down in Uvalde, you think that he wasn't, that he didn't have some kind of mental illness? Absolutely. But what did we do back in the 80s, 70s or 80s? We took away all the state mental institutes. They went away because obviously we don't, you know, we don't want to characterize somebody. We don't want to judge them. We don't want to put them in some mental institute so that other people are safer. God forbid we actually use our brain. If we take God out, which we have for decades now, ever since separation of church and state, and then the decisions in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, you know, take prayer out, take the Bible out, take the Ten Commandments out. This is what we've created, and we've created it in our schools and at homes. If at Webster here, if men will not submit to be controlled by God's laws, he will punish them by the evils resulting from their own disobedience. We've done all this stuff. We've taken no-fault divorce. We've taken sex in every conceivable manner except what God taught, almost. Uh, broken families are the result of much of that. And we've embraced the evil, godless values of the left. And we have a 18-year-old come up and shoot, in, shoot up a bunch of elementary students. And we want to look for some, some worldly, secular solution. Some, well, we need to make the buildings tougher, stronger. We need more armed guards. we we got to lock up all the guns. First two might have a little merit, folks. But it's it's like like a doctor treating the symptoms of cancer instead of actually treating the cancer. And then all of this, all of this goes back to his comment in the first paragraph about the responsibility of parents and guardians. And we have abandoned that and turned our children over. We don't have mothers at home raising our children anymore. We don't have fathers staying at home being a father. Uh, We've completely abandoned our responsibility and roles there as a nation. And so we end up with things like you value. I should have led with this. I even wrote a little note because I was doing show prep. If you want to call it that, I hear others call it that for this podcast. If you get a chance, folks, not just once today, but throughout the week, take a few minutes every once in a while and pray for this community. Pray for these parents that are grieving and hurting and scared and angry. Pray for our education system and pray for our nation. We need God back involved in our families. We need him to heal, comfort these people that are hurting. We need the wisdom to make the right decisions. And we, we need to the, the courage, really, folks, to honestly have this discussion and kick out these evil values and, and have the people that continue to support them make a decision, either either quit supporting them or find a new home. Because you're ripping our country apart, our schools apart, our families apart. Pray for these people, again, for comfort and pray for guidance for us as a country and, and in our education system and in our families to make the hard decisions. This went a little over, I apologize folks, but it's obviously a huge deal. And it just represents, this This one example down in Uvalde is representative of 
why we're where we are as a nation. God bless y'all. God bless America. God bless your families. Hold them tight, folks. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.